we're celebrating because it's a really big thing for someone to overcome to get through an appointment when they've had anxiety or they've had a bad experience in the past and they're not, you know, so medicated or they don't need nitrous. Like these are really things and these are great wins for the patient. And more likely the patient's going to talk about that uh, positively um, to friends or family and recommend you that, you know, you're, that you're, you know, doing something that is above and beyond what they've ever had before. Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's very common in dentistry and that we get a lot as dentists. We get told, you know, listen, it's no offense, but I really don't like dentists. Or as soon as I'm at a, if I'm at a party or there's, you know, somewhere where someone doesn't know me and they find out I'm a dentist, all of a sudden, um, it's either good for them because they want to ask me questions about dentistry or it's like, I really don't want to tell you this, but I'll have to tell you because I really... I hate that going to the dentist because I have so much anxiety. So the topic today is anxiety uh, in dentistry and what we can do, maybe some ways you can um, manage your patient's anxiety uh, without going through extremes of always sedating them and things like that. So I want to share with you some of the tips and tactics that I do in my clinic and how I feel that I have been fairly successful in helping patients overcome a lot of times their anxiety and uh, really end up becoming great patients that, again, don't need to be medicated in any way. And we turn it around. We turn them around and their perception. And that, again, is, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, is one of my great... um, thrills uh, about being a dentist is when I can change someone's perception of dentist or dentistry itself. So I did touch on this in another episode as well, my episode on virtual consults. So if you want to check that out, I did go into a lot more detail on that. But one of the things that I, that I talked about that is relevant for this episode is how I'm, I'm seem to be you know, finding patients. So one of the the entryways that patients are coming to me, patients that typically will have a lot of anxiety who really can't just come through the door. They can't bring themselves to, to come in. They may make an appointment. They may not show, but they're really okay with meeting me through a virtual consult. So a lot of my, any patients that require anything to do with cosmetic dentistry or reconstructive or smile design, anything like that are meeting me through virtual consults. And what I'm seeing and finding is that they're so appreciative that I was willing to meet them in that way, you know, from the comfort of their home and they got to know me first before they got to step in the door. So they're much less likely to cancel that appointment. They're so appreciative, as I say, about being given the opportunity to be heard, to explain their story without feeling uh, trapped or anxious in a dental chair. So if, you know, 
it's something that I really wasn't expecting. And when I started doing virtual consults, I just started noticing this trend. So if you're doing virtual consults or you're thinking of doing virtual consults, it's a great way to help patients overcome anxiety and, you know, create like a smoother transition into a dental clinic if they haven't been in in a while or if they're embarrassed or if they have a lot of anxiety. Now, once they're in my dental chair, um, I hope at some point along their you know their journey to get into the dental chair there's been some warm friendly faces there's probably been you know again depends on the culture that you have in your clinic but you you want to make sure you're starting to read these patients because any new patient that we're not we don't know uh, yet will probably show signs in their body language that they're that they're anxious so just addressing that head on and having the open conversation maybe my assistant will do that before we even get in the room Uh, or the patients sometimes just say listen I'm really nervous to be here so those are the best kind because that really allows you to just talk about it and when we get that notion or the patients up front about the fact that they you know, are really nervous, we really go into, we're always, I think, in this clinic anyway, in like high gear of, you know, making the experience wow and making every touch point comfortable. But we kick it into high gear when a patient is anxiety and we've identified that from the beginning. My assistant, it really stands out to me how incredible some people are with, you know, patients who are anxious or just like people sometimes are just naturally good with people. Now, if your assistant is really well, it's a great at the skills part of assisting, but maybe isn't as great with patients, you know, I think how successful you're going to be is, is in part to do with how well your assistant is with people. And so if your assistant isn't, you know, the greatest, or maybe you, you see that your assistant could be, but they don't realize how important it is. It's always great to have those conversations about, you know, either applauding your assistant and giving them credit for being so wonderful with especially anxious patients, or if you see that they have the potential, but maybe they just need a little help, you know, giving them ways that they can help the patient feel better or getting them some training in how to do that. But I think ultimately as dentists and as clinic owners, we need to make sure that our team realizes the importance of you know, making a patient feel comfortable, that just makes your job when you have to go do the dentistry a whole lot easier. And then throughout the appointment as well, how they tend to tend on the patient, reassure the patient, maybe, you know, touch their arm or hold their hand while you're trying to do the work. That is just so crucial. So again, team member involvement isn't all on the dentist or isn't always about just the dentist helping the patient feel better uh, when you have, especially an anxious patient. On the note though, just to elaborate on the skills training or training your team on how to better manage, you know, just better communicate with patients and deal with patients who have anxiety is to get them uh, some specific training. Now you can have training by a coach. There's I'm sure online training, there's books on this, but really thinking about um, that for the entire team. I don't think anyone is perfect. I think everyone can benefit from some insight into, I mean, if you've never been a nervous patient yourself, you don't really understand how vital it is. So helping the team, you know, put themselves in the shoes of an anxious patient and role playing and practicing that, uh, can be really integral and help you grow your practice and create a great, uh, reputation for you and your team in the long run. Now, once the patient is relaxed, they're laying back and the assistant has prepped me, you know, they may come to the assistant may come to me beforehand and say, look, 
this patient's really nervous, uh, they've never had a filling before, they've never had freezing before, or they had a bad experience, and they'll like kind of hand that information off to me, sometimes in front of the patient, and say, look, you know, uh, Dr. Brown, uh, Sally, uh, she, she told me how nervous she is, but I told her, and this is what my assistant does, she goes, but I told her that you were painless Peggy, and I told her that you were, you know, a really great dentist, and you really care about her experience. So I, you know, basically the assistant's like, don't let me down, because I talked you up. So it's sort of like a little bit of a, a ha-ha moment because, you know, we're trying to make light of it. But we're we're making sure that the patient knows that I'm aware that, the, that they're nervous. And if that doesn't happen, so let's say it goes right over the assistant's head or they don't realize until I go to give them the freezing and we just weren't aware that they were nervous. And all of a sudden, patients do so many different things when they're really nervous. Uh, and again, it can come really out of left field. But it can be all of a sudden they're crying or it could be that their hands start to like get like white knuckled or their their whole body stiffens uh their feet may move a lot um they were their lack of they're unwilling to open anything the arms can come up i mean those are more obvious but there's some really subtle things and i am always watching my patients especially if i'm giving an injection because of course if the patient's arms come up or they do something erratic or, or, st- or quick then one of us could get hurt too. So one of the things I, I don't like to just sort of blindly, again, with kids, I have a whole different, actually, that reminds me, that should be a different episode of like how to manage kids, um, restorative appointments. But, you know, we're talking about just adults here and we want to reassure them. I don't like just sort of surprise them. I explain to them how I'm going to do it. So just like kids, and again, I could get into this in another episode, is, is I explain to them what I'm doing uh, or what it's about to feel like. So that way, maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of difference, but I believe it tends to help them relax a little bit. And if I see them not breathing, I'll say, look, listen, I need you to take a breath for me. Or I'll like kind of touch their shoulder and I'll say, you know, how are you doing? And, and just like stop, like stop what you're doing to make sure that you have permission to go to that next step. And that really makes them feel good. And I see that when I do give the injection, I'm going to drop the very slightest amount of anesthetic into that those upper epithelial layers first. And then I'm going to take out the, the, the needle and I'm just going to rub that cheek, that area. So I've got a bolus of anesthetic just under the tissue. I haven't hurt them because the topical probably went as far as that. Um, and then I'm going to stop and make sure they're okay. I'm like, all right, okay, great. Now what I need you to do, and I tell them like what they can do to help me. Because if I don't if I'm not communicating with them and I'm just silent and I'm just like talking about the weekend plans with my assistant, you will see very quickly that the patient's anxiety will go through the roof. So certainly not a time to be chatting with my assistant about what we're going to be doing for the weekend. Although, I mean, I can do that. I can easily give freezing and be doing something else or so it feels anyway after years of experience. But never, 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 you know, just not making the patient feel that the, the, the focus and that the concern is on them. So their slow injection, stopping a few times, making sure that they, and my, you know, period of where, uh, in which I give the freezing, I really do take my time. And, and I know some doctors, like they've, they've done it in a, they just get in there, give the freezing, maybe quicker is better. But my patients love me and appreciate what I do because especially the anxious ones, And it's because I slowly, I talk them through it. I do it very slowly. I get permission as I go and I am giving um, it so slowly that they often will say, I cannot believe 
did you actually give me the needle? Like, so there was this dentist, um, probably around a hundred years ago here from New Brunswick originally, his name was Painless Parker. And I want to do an episode on him at some point as well. But, you know, when I fell in love with his story, uh, the story of Painless Parker, you should Google that because it's pretty interesting, uh, life that this dentist had, but you know, my name starts with P too. So I, I sort of, as a joke for years, I've, I've called myself painless Peggy. And I, I think part of the reason why I go out of my way to help anxious patients. And I think it's maybe a strength of mine or something that I'm quite passionate about is the whole experience is because of how I was treated and how someone changed my perception and how they cared about how I felt and whether I had, you know, if I was hurt, uh, during uh, dental appointments when I was younger. So I really want to make sure I pay that forward. And I think it is a strength for a dentist to be painless and for a dentist to show that they care and help anxious patients, because that ultimately improves the entire perception of, of dentistry. Once the patient has the rubber dam on, or we're in the middle of the procedure, or let's say I'm just preparing for the procedure. So the anesthetic's now complete and I've identified, my assistant and I, we, we both identified. So just before we even start, we'll like, okay, listen, we, we have a blanket to get you comfy. My assistant's so amazing at like really catering to the patient, making them feel special, you know, put the blanket around them, give them the lumbar support, give them a neck pillow, headphones. Um, you know, I have doors on my main suite where, where I do most of my, um, my biggest cases of dentistry, I have these sliding doors. So we'll make sure there's no noise coming from outside the, you know, the hallway, things like that. So we really want to make the environment very sensory friendly. Sensory information really, whether good or bad, really plays into the, whether or not the patient's going to remain calm while you're working. So we've created these, you know, this better sensory environment for the patient and we're aware we're both really aware so we're never going to leave the patient alone we're going to have you know again could be music that they like it could be a blanket things like that but now we're more working so as i'm working now some patients a very few patients will say i don't want you to tell me anything so if that's the case then of course we won't but if the patient is you know you you see that as you explain things that makes them realize that it's okay um, then, then I'll do that. I think what my assistant and I do quite often as well, when I'm just thinking about how we go through the appointment is, um, we'll explain what it's going to be like. So let's say I'm going to use the slow speed drill. Um, my assistant even will, she'll get, she'll say it before I do. Usually she's it's going to be a lot of vibration now, or I'm about to place the wedge for the band. And the assistant will say, um, there's going to be a lot of pressure, you know? So we're, we're preparing the patient like from, like a sensory standpoint of what to expect. And when you know what to expect, it tends to be less scary. Although we can never really eliminate the anxiety altogether, but, but just preparing them for what to expect. You know, we're going to put the clamp on with the rubber dam. It's going to be a little bit of pressure around this tooth. You may feel pinch when Dr. Bound does this, or, you know, when I'm giving, I'm taking out a tooth, I will say to the patient, you know, you're going to feel pressure. And then I put, take my hand and I push it on their shoulder. I said, see, I'm pushing on your shoulder right now. That's pressure. But I said, it doesn't hurt, does it? And so then they know, okay. And I say, look, you have to distinguish between pressure and pain. So I said, if it's pain, I want you to raise your hand and give them like a sign that they can tell us when it's okay to, to speak up. But I say, look, if it's just pressure, I need you to realize that it's just pressure because every time you react, every time your hands come up or you, you kind of, gasp or whatever it is that the patient might do in response to the anxiety, 
is, or the, you know, the experience, I said, I have to stop because I have to make sure you're okay. But I said, if I know, if you know that that's okay and that's to be expected and nothing's going to get worse than that, then, so we, so we really kind of established like how we're going to communicate in the appointment. We also establish and I gauge as the appointment is continuing, I will, and my assistant will as well, you know, Samantha, are you okay? How are you doing? And like, we give them that second or few seconds to respond so that they know that we haven't taken our eyes off of them. We really care about them. And we're really looking to make sure that it's okay. And then as the appointment progresses, I can say, oh, you're, you're more than halfway done. Or at the end, we're like, listen, this rubber dam is coming off in one minute. And so just like giving them those like understandings, because otherwise they have no idea. To us, it's like, course it's coming off in one minute but I don't mean to say that do I you know you don't really think about it but I'm always talking to my patients and I'm always preparing them for what's about to happen and I get excited for them when I get to say oh we're we're, we're only going to be we're going to be done in one minute right so now when again going to my episode with pediatric dentistry uh elaborate and do a lot more of that but the point is especially for anxious adults this is really crucial and it's going to help transform how your patients feel about you especially those really anxious patients so as the appointment nears the end or we're done and we've checked the bite, uh, again, always explaining to them, making little jokes. Sometimes we, you know, will relate to something or, or say something and tell a little story just to help pass the time. If we're not, like if they're not just in the zone listening to their music. Uh, but generally, like as the appointment ends, we're saying, oh, so how did you think? What did you think of that? Was that easier? Like, do you think that was easier than you thought it would be? And we try to get that gauge out of them because I think we just want to know that we did a good job, to be honest, because if a patient isn't likely to say that because they're nervous, then, you know, we need to know what worked. And it's like, then we can say, you know, what, what is it about that appointment that made it better for you? And then when we know that, then we can certainly put that in their preferences for next time. So the way we then end, of course, we've made sure that the patient had a good experience. We try to get them to confirm that. But we really want to, I, I funny to use the word celebrate, but we want to celebrate with the patient that they got through that appointment, that we're really proud of them, and that maybe they only have one more appointment to go, or maybe, you know, maybe next time we'll make sure that they get all those like kind of uh, perks and, and like my assistant will say, you know, I'll write it in your chart that you really like the lumbar pillow and the blanket. So don't worry next time we're going to make that just as good for you. So they have this understanding that we really cared and we're celebrating because it's a really big thing for someone to overcome, to get through an appointment when they've had anxiety or they've had a bad experience in the past and they've not, you know, so medicated, they don't need nitrous. Like these are really things and these are great wins for the patient and more likely the patient's going to talk about that, uh, positively, um, to friends or family and recommend you that, you know, you're, that you're, you know, doing something that is above and beyond what they've ever had before. So that's just the way I like to, um, you know, end those types of appointments and carry, you know, take them out to the desk and say, look, oh, you know, Samantha, and just say to the receptionist, you know, Samantha did so well today. You know, she came in nervous, but ha- but Samantha, you you know, you, you had a good good experience, right? And and it's just like bring the rest of the team into it too. So sometimes, like you know, the receptionist is aware that they that they were nervous. And I mean, a lot of times our receptionist will ask anyway. Like if we don't get to do that type of handoff, the receptionist will say, you know, how was your appointment? And sometimes the receptionist will give us feedback and say, you know what. You know, Samantha, after when I was at the desk, she was really excited that you, um, you know, you took the time with her. So she, it sounds like she had a great appointment. So those are the things that really help. 
So my tip of the day is just something that we started doing um, maybe in the last six months, I think. And because of COVID, so think about, you know, your patients, if you have overhead screens, this is the only way this could probably possibly work. But anyway, we have these overhead screens and of course we have internet. So since my, my assistant, she's big on traveling. She really turned 50 this year and she wanted to go to Greece and she's all sad. So what she does or what she started doing was asking the patients like, you know, I know you can't travel, you know, traveling is hard. You probably haven't been away for a while. We're going to take you anywhere you want to go in the world. So where would you like to travel to today? And they'll pick like some place could be Scotland or Australia or, you know, Asia, whatever. Um, and sometimes it's even, I think somebody even asked, um, I think it was like the Northwest Territories or it was just like these different, really different places. So she looks up on YouTube. There's, there's aerial footage uh, pretty much everywhere in the world now. So she finds a YouTube uh, channel or a station that shows just aerial footage of this whatever place the patient chose. And then she plays music, like our own custom music in the background. So she might have Spotify playing or she might have another uh, music playing. It could be sort of like relaxing spa-like music playing to the aerial videos uh, and scenes that this person probably they've never traveled there or maybe they have and they want to you know it reminds them of of where they've been but it's just from a different viewpoint and it's so beautiful I mean some of these people uh, I think are in the world that are recording this these these places is just it's just incredible enjoy and we never typically will sit down like oh I think I'm just gonna watch aerial footage of Australia today well we're not but when you're at the dental clinic and you're laying back and you know you just need something to take your mind off instead of playing like a, a movie or something like that because I find team members tend to get a little sidetracked or like also listening to if there's a movie playing and, and that kind of thing so instead of that we play this you know footage of a, a place in the world that this patient really desires to travel to and we're getting so much positive feedback they really enjoy it and it's now become something that we just love and the patients are asking like today I want to go here or whatever and it's also enjoy enjoyable because when I'm waiting for the curing light to work I look up I'm like oh my god this world is so beautiful you know and I get to really see a few places and things that I also would love to to visit myself so that's my tip of the day I really hope this was helpful and love to hear from you and um you know anytime you want to reach out to me the best way to probably reach me is through my instagram dr dr piggybaum thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to to listen to this podcast and again hopefully i inspired you in some way if you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some some of the content like this we're going to be here every week and i would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues if you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, peggy at smilesbybound.com. 